Hello and welcome to the Two Board Guys podcast with only one host today. Uh, I am Travis, and for those of you wondering what happened with Ed, he did fall ill, unfortunately, um, and nobody wants to, and I quote, hear the voice coming out of my head right now. So this will be our first solo episode, and our first episode without AKA rolls in my face, Ed. Um, he should be back in a couple days, though, and we will do a, another episode in a couple days. So I will, in fact, keep this episode shorter because I don't want to ramble on for an hour without any banter from someone else. Um, to be honest, it doesn't really sound that fun to me, so I can't imagine it's going to sound fun to you guys either. Um, but we did have our Christmas break, or our holiday break, so I hope everybody out there had a great holiday break. We've been off for a week, and we're back at it today. And when I say we're, I mean me. And uh, a lot of games acquired um, either by my means or um, holiday cheer. So I have a ton to go over. Me and Ed played quite a few games over the Christmas break together. I played a lot of games with other people. Um, a lot of Gale Force 9 stuff. It was, a, it was a good time. Lots and lots of stuff to do. But what I'm going to do for my first episode is what I bought, I'm sorry, for my first topic of what I bought last week, instead of going over all the Christmas stuff, I'm going to go back two weeks and go over what I bought two weeks ago. So this is kind of what I bought last week, but it's not because I've had the game for a year now, but I've really wanted to do a review on this game. So I actually ended up buying an expansion map for this game, which is kind of an excuse for me to say, hey, what I bought last week. So what I did buy, which is two weeks ago, was an expansion map for Power Grid, which is uh, the Japan-Russia action. Um, so for those of you who don't know about Power Grid, it's a very popular game right now. Um, it's really been growing increasingly popular over the last year or so. It has a 7.91 geek rating and a 7.98 average rating, which is very, very good for those of you who have heard a lot of our my past five episodes, I should say. So it's one of the, the higher ones, if not the highest. Um, but for those of you who haven't played Power Grid or those of you who haven't played for a while, um, just a little run-through of it. So the objective of Power Grid is to supply the most cities you can um, within your own network. Um, and you basically power these cities with electricity, hence Power Grid. Uh, the players mark pre-existing routes between cities to connect, and then we bid against each other to purchase other power plants, and those are the those power plants we use to power those cities. Um, however, as the plants are purchased, newer and more efficient ones become available. So it's kind of like we're starting back when power just started becoming popular and going citywide to city, and you'll the game will develop itself into newer, more efficient stuff slowly. And I'll get into a lot more of that, but it's it's very, very well designed where your first power grids, our power plants, I'm sorry, are more like coal and oil. And then people start using garbage. And then people start using renewable energies like wind farms and solar plants, which don't require any fuel. And then also uranium as a source. So there's a lot of different ways to power plants. There's some ways that are more efficient than others. Um, there's also a big supply and demand of those fuels needed. So on top of purchasing those power plants, 
you also need to require those raw materials, the coal, the oil, the garbage, the uranium, etc., needed to power said power plants. And that's really what makes this a constant struggle to upgrade your plants for maximum efficiency while still keeping enough money around to quickly expand your network because it costs money to also build routes from city to city. So as you can tell from the description already, there's a lot of economic and industry mechanics built into the game as well as some route or network building aspects, I guess you can call it. My favorite, of course, is there's also an auction or a bidding aspect, which is how you purchase the power plants. So these plants are all different and cost different amounts. They hold different types of fuels, different quantities, and can supply a different number of cities. So you may have a coal power plant that uses like two coal to power one city, and they may also have a coal power plant that uses four coal, but it produces power for three cities. So one's obviously more efficient than the other, and then storage is based upon how much it takes to power things. So if I have a two coal power plant, so like the one I said before, two coal to power one city, that power plant can store up to four coal. So obviously if I had a four coal power plant, I could store up to eight. It's always double the number. Um, so another terrific aspect of the game is also the way resources play into decisions as you make a, um, as you make different decisions. So the resources get refilled in a resource bank at different rates per resource phase of the game. So if you're at the beginning part of the game, like coal and oil are higher in supply, but they also get added to the game more quickly at the end of, at the end of every round you refill resources. So, whereas uranium won't be refilled. Um, it's the game's way of really trying to maximize its supply and demand part of the game. So, each end of turn might be, oh, you get eight coal and six oil and three garbage and one uranium, where at the end of the game, it's probably going to be closer to four coal, four oil, four uranium, and five garbage or six garbage or something like that. So having the right type of power plant at the right time has a lot to do with all this stuff. Um, so if everybody has coal power plants, um, the, the fewer amount of coal that's available, the more expensive the coal gets. So there are charts going where the more resources available, the cheaper it is. So if you're buying power plants that nobody else has and your resources are abundant, the price of that resource is very, very low. Whereas if everybody has coal plants and there's only four per turn, those four pieces of coal are very expensive because the demand for them is so high. So that's a great realistic way of really dealing with supply and demand, which is really what is another one of my favorite things about this game. So overall, um, I, this game is very, very good. Um, tons of great mechanics. Uh, I, it's a great game, and I thoroughly enjoy playing this game. It is a top 10 game for me, and I've had it on lists before if you've heard other podcasts. So um, can't really go and say just all positive things, so I do want to tell you a couple things that I have had issues with in this game. Um, the money in this game is very thin and flimsy and cheap feeling. And if you've played it, you definitely know what I'm talking about. But it's, it's something where 
it's so cheap feeling to me that I actually use my poker set and use my poker chips to supplement the paper money. And then everything's fine. Granted, if you don't have a poker set laying around, you end up having to go out and purchase poker chips, which just costs, adds more cost to, to playing a good game. So um, the other thing was you may also find that reading the rules and understanding the concept of like a phase and a turn are quite complicated as well. Um, the manual is just written in, in a strange way. And I play with a very intellectual group of people and we find our, well, the first time we ever played it, we found ourselves reading sections of rules over and over and over again and trying to interpret them correctly more so in this game than any other game and you've heard me mention games like the 1800 series games by mayfair where there are just tons and tons and tons of rules i mean this rule book's about six pages where in 1800 series game you have like a 20 page rule book and we've been able to go through interpret those rules and incorporate them within a couple of gameplays this one took a two or three before we knew for a fact, yes, we're playing this correctly. So I, I highly suggest going on, going online somewhere and finding like a how to play or finding even on board game geek, people that interpreted the rules correctly and just reading through that. So, you know, you're doing it correctly. Um, with all that said though, I'm still extremely happy with this game. So my gameplay rating is an 8.0. Um, it's a very, very fun game. has many different expansions now, like the Japan map I just bought last week. Uh, there's also a new stock market expansion, which I'm really excited to purchase as well. Um, like I said, I bought the game about a year ago, so I remember paying around 30 bucks, and this is one that I actually got from Board Game Trader um, and actually purchased, purchased it in their um, brick-and-mortar store. Um, which is Boardlandia and Appleton in the Appleton City Center. So I went in and got that from Tim directly. Um, but 30 bucks is just very, very, very reasonable for a game of this caliber and, you know, the mechanics and the gameplay you get with this game. Um, I think the best part is they have added a few maps. So even if you play it over and over and over and over again, you get different experiences. So 8.0 for the gameplay rating. And I also am going to give it an 8.5 for the value. I mean, 30 bucks for a game with this caliber of, I guess, design and replayability and even just playability, um, you, you really can't beat that. Uh, it's a great game that I know a lot of people will hold on to for a very long time. I certainly will. I mean, besides the money and interpreting rules, those are the two worst things about the game. You got a really great game. Um, there's no way of me being able to say, hey, yeah, I like the game, but this aspect of the game, gameplay-wise, is bad. I can't find something that I would like to really change about it to make it better. They did a really great job finding this. So 8.0 gameplay, 8.5 overall value with the price. Um, I... I I don't have my notes in front of me to go back and look, but I think that's the highest rating I've given to this day. So um, Power Grid is a great, great game. Highly, highly recommended. So, and I've had it on list before, like I've said. Um, if any of you guys out there have heard, have played Power Grid, I'd love to hear from you guys. Um, please write us. Our email address is 
Two Board Guys Podcast. That's T W O B O A R D Guys Podcast at gmail.com. Or you can send us a message on SoundCloud. Or you can send us a message even on Facebook by searching for Two Board Guys Podcast. Um, if you're listening via streaming, feel free to download us. Um, and now we're also on iTunes. Um, you Redditors out there that gave a listen, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Uh, especially one guy who who helped me get us on iTunes. Thanks so much for all your help. We are on iTunes now, so you can subscribe to us. You get uh, episodes automatically downloaded. We are absolutely 100% free. We're not asking for any donations or money. So it's just, we love doing this. We love spreading what we love to do. So hopefully you guys enjoy listening. Um, Sorry for the quick sales pitch. So let's go on to our what's on Reddit topic. So I found a quick what's on Reddit topic that I just wanted to talk about for a few minutes. It is called, what is your fantasy game shop? And do you ever dream of opening your own shop? So I, like anyone else, love when stores have great friendly customer service. Um, As far I'm I'm describing as far as what my fantasy game shop is. So um, it really is. It's the great friendly customer service. I like when they are very clean and odorless. Um, I like when they have what I want in stock, and if they don't have it in stock, they're very kind and efficient at getting what I do need, and um, when they're accommodating to my needs, like hours they're open, game playing space, even the chairs that they have to sit on for playing games for a few hours, um, even if they have food or beverages served in the store, etc., and I know that's a ton to ask for. And I don't expect all those things to be perfect for me because maybe what I think is a comfy chair isn't what somebody else thinks, but it's my fantasy game shop, so it's what I want. And uh, I, yes and no. I mean, I do. Yes, I do dream of opening one, but I would want it to be less of a shop and more of a a huge library, like a game cafe. Um, I'm not really into the whole sales thing as much as I would be into the let's share my love of board games with somebody else. So often I go to a lot of local conventions around me, such as like the Fire and Ice convention or my favorite part. I'm sorry. And my favorite part is the game libraries that they have there. I also love that they have food and drink like readily available and they have a ton of space and people just, who enjoy playing games with. And if I get thirsty or hungry, I run over to the booth, grab some food, grab some drink, chow down, go back to playing games. Um, if there's no games being hosted that I enjoy, just walk over to the huge game library, go, oh, hey, I've never played Scoville. Um, for instance, that was one that I played at the last game convention that I had never played that I really enjoyed a lot. Hey, let's. we've never played Scoville. I've heard some great things. Let's play that. Walk on over, grab a random empty table, play a game. Um, I have no idea if that business plan, pseudo business plan would even work, if you could even make money doing that. Um, I think a lot of the monetary gains would be from the food serve. But at the same time, I'm not sure if people would ever get tired of going out to play games every weekend and spending money on what is always going to be overpriced or average food. But this was a thought of being able to go to a convention like Atmosphere and 
that would be my, like my ideal game shop was more convention-y than really game shop-y. I know I would enjoy going to a shop every single weekend and playing games and buying food all weekend long, but at the same time, I know I don't have time to do that. And it's a great thought, but at the same time, it's a fantasy game shop. So with that being said, I mean, will I ever open a store? Highly, 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 highly unlikely. But I mean, it's a, it's a fun thought to flirt with. So, anyways, like I said, uh, we always love to hear from you guys. Please, please, please message in. Um, we do respond pretty quickly. Um, we've had quite a few people message in, probably four or five different people already now message in in the five episodes we have. So, um, we do ask, please, please, please tell your friends about us and subscribe on iTunes or Stitcher. It really helps with our accurate number count when people are able to do that. Please write in through Facebook and emails. Um, and like always, we're the Two Board Guys Podcast. My name is Travis. Have a great week.